You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. This past week, the Rangers had 3-2 losses to Pittsburgh and Buffalo, followed by a 3-2 victory against the Sabres on Thursday. On today's episode, we're going to talk about David Quinn, Lafreniere's first goal, and the hashtag free Julian Gauthier bandwagon. So let's start with the first overall pick, Alexis Lafreniere's first NHL goal. It was an overtime winner on Thursday. Super exciting. What do you think, Kyriakos? Supposedly the first ever first overall pick to score his first goal in overtime really yeah i didn't know that i know i know he's the first ranger to score his first goal and uh to have that come in overtime since zuccarello right i did not know that he's the first first overall pick to ever have his first goal come in ot yeah i mean at least that's that's what i saw on twitter if that's fake news or what but that's a pretty cool stat to have yeah it's um, cool after your name but what did I tell you, man? I told you. <laughs> yeah, so on the uh, on the post-game reaction, I, I said that Kyriakos texted me and told me, dude, Lafreniere is getting his first goal tonight. Tweet it. And I'm like, no, I'm not feeling it. You can if you want, but I'm not. And he's just like, okay, I won't do it. <laughs> and then he has all these great chances. And I'm like, we might score tonight. He actually might score his first goal tonight at some point, even though like he had a lot of chances late in the third, uh-huh. but he had chances scattered throughout the game. And I was like, all right, he's either scoring this game or the next one. And he's scoring between. <laughs> yeah. He can't score in between. <laughs> yeah. And <in> practice. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, he scored in overtime and I had like mixed feelings because I was just like, yes, they won. But wait, I screwed up. I should have predicted. <laughs> yeah. The opposite. To be honest with you, up until that point, I wanted to call him Blackwell off the ice every single second I saw him. And now all Rangers Twitter is ranting and raving about Colin Blackwell. Yeah. I mean, he played, he played a pretty, he plays a pretty solid game. And like you, you told me that you're mad because he's taking Kako's spot. And that's yeah. understandable. I'm mad because he's he's like too good to keep out of the lineup and that's a spot for Gauthier that's Gauthier's spot taken and I'm all about that bring Gauthier back free hashtag free Julian Gauthier <laughs> you've been on that since since uh, a couple days ago now but yeah Gauthier I don't even know why he's out of the lineup to be frank I think his what he played two games beginning of the season. Yeah, I think um, so. he he looked really good to me. He had a lot of scoring chances, hit the post a couple times. He was in literally all the good places, all the right times. So taking him out, I don't really know why. Um, Rooney, since he's come back, I don't think has done as well as he has um, in his first stint, the first game, first two games. Mm-hmm. 
So I think OTA might, like you said, I think you said it last night, he should slot in there for Rooney. Um, but this brings us to the next thing we want to talk about, David Quinn. I think that he's so stuck on wanting to win games that sometimes he just makes like very, very dumb decisions. Like, okay, like Colin Blackwell, let's see. So David Quinn's job, theoretically, is to, is what? Get the lines together and put together the right combination of people, I guess. Right, but like, he's also there to like develop the guys that we have, right? Like we have oh, yeah. all these young guys, he's there to develop them, right? Yeah, and he's, yes. he's known for being a coach that develops young players. So with that in mind, he should be playing his younger players a lot more than he is. And mm-hmm. if you put in Colin Blackwell over Capo Caco, that just shows me you want to win right now. Cause, cause Colin has been playing well. Kako has been playing well as well, as well, well as well, <laughs> but um, Colin Blackwell, he sees as the best option right now to win games, but in the long run, that's not that great of a decision. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, I get what you're saying. I like, saying. like you want to win a game right now, but two years down the road, Colin Blackwell is not going to be on your squad anymore. And you're going to have Capo Kako that's been stuck on the buried on the third line, his whole career, not being able to break out. You know what I'm saying? Like in the short term, fine, maybe it works a little bit, but I just don't see the purpose. Yeah. That's, that's all up to his in-game decision-making. I think he probably put him on just because he's been on the score sheet maybe. And like Kako has been like, you know, doing stuff for the eye test. He's passing the eye test. He's, handling the puck really well good passes but he's not getting on the score sheet and Blackwell when he's been on on the ice um I mean he had that goal against Pittsburgh and then he sets up he had two good defensive plays in overtime and he set up Lafreniere's first goal so I I don't know but even before but before then like in, in that in in the game like he didn't have any points right so I get what you're saying about Barry and Kako I think Kako needs to get more time. And honestly, I thought Blackwell was a bit of a mismatch. I'd, I'd have rather had Di Giuseppe up with, if, with Panera and if they were going to put a guy like that over there. Uh-huh. But I think Kako should be the one to play with, with those guys. I think you put Lafreniere and Kako in the top six. Keep Buchnevich in the top six. If you need to drop down someone, drop down Kreider because he's a bit invisible. Mika had a... He was... A bit all over the place. He he was featured heavily in the past game, but um, I don't know why the Rangers just keep deciding to put four right-handed shots on the on the power play on the first power play unit and hope to get something done. You got to throw a lefty in there to mix it up. Yeah, he Mika to me had one of the worst games I've seen him play yesterday against Buffalo. He was he was I, noticeable, but I guess not in a good way. No, he was, it just, he just looked like he was all over the place roaming around, like couldn't keep control of the puck. He didn't look good at all to me. And it's been a, it's been a recurring theme, honestly. Like those mm-hmm. top guys have not been producing. They've been, Panarin put up two points yesterday. He, he had a four game point on the streak before, before the, but right. Panarin had a four game point streak before the, the three, two loss to Buffalo. Panarin's the only one I can, I can let go. I mean, not not uh, not talk bad about right now, but Mika, Kreider, Strom, even though he scored yesterday, all these guys, they need they're not doing their job. Like, in order for this team to win, those guys need to produce. 
and they need to produce a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just not happening. I'm going to give a pass to Buchnevich too. He's um, he's done pretty well. This yeah, no, Buch, this Buch, yes, really Buch, Buch has done has surpassed my expectations by a ton because I I hated watching him play last year, um, and this year he's probably one of our best forwards. Mm-hmm. So no, hats off to him. He's having a great year mm-hmm. so far. But I mean, are you like you say this all the time? Our young guys are stepping in. They're they're playing. They're doing their part. Keandre Miller's doing his part. Adam Fox doing his part. Just the guys, the guys that were. Um, visible and noticeable and putting up tons of points last year when we ran on a on a huge tear are just not producing look right. tony d mika Kreider, like they're just Strom. not there Strom, yeah visible no i got you i understand um i i think truba and d'angelo had their best games of the season yesterday okay i think they they played they played pretty well truba had a really good chance. I don't know if you caught it. I think it was in the second period. He took the puck behind his net, you know, one-handed it and cut in, uh, cut around the net and went all the way up the ice. And I think he, I'm pretty sure he passed it to D'Angelo and he had a golden opportunity to get a, uh, get the third goal. It would have been a two goal lead, I think. And uh, I think Olmark missed it or um, stopped it or D'Angelo might've, uh, shot it to the moon. I don't remember, but um, no, D'Angelo did have a good game yesterday on the power play, especially. It was noticeable. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, he looked a he looked a lot better. And Joe McLeddy was calling it on the broadcast. He's saying that David Quinn says that D'Angelo's getting there, getting back to where he was last year. He's close. That's what he said. He's close. Right. Yeah, I mean, you you need a guy like Tony D to really really give it especially in a division like this. It's not going to work out if you only have three defensemen playing well. Yeah, (laughs) you need... It's not going to work. Ideally, you'd have all six of your defensemen playing well. Um, I think the DQ's got to stay as far away from Jack Johnson as possible. Brendan Smith played a really good game again. I really don't understand... What? He didn't play too much. I didn't see him out there too much. Yeah, I, I didn't see him out there much either. But when he was out there, I th- I thought he was effective. Not too much was happening. Right, I, no, no. I know he, he came back game. and broke broke up an odd man rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but on in the game, I a lot of a lot of people, especially after that that first loss up against Buffalo, um, were coming for Quinn's head. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's going to happen, especially when you lose three games in a row. Um, as a New York Ranger fan, you're just going to find someone to blame. Uh, they kind of cooled off after yesterday's win, but I think there are some stuff that he needs to address, but I don't think he should be gone. You know, no, I mean? yeah. He definitely needs to just trust the process, learn what's going on, and try and adjust. But one thing I do not like at all is shuffling the lines like he is. Yeah, shuffling them every, like crazy is just you don't need to change something every time something bad happens. Like that's if you what lose I'm a game, you don't need to switch up the def- defense. Like please for the love of God, if you lose a game by one goal and you had Brendan Smith in there, do not go back to Jack Johnson cuz that's just going to make it worse. That's what he's going to do though. And I he, yeah, he doesn't I, even he doesn't even change them game to game. He changes them like shift to shift. Yeah, yeah. And as a player, I always hated getting moved around. Always hated it. 
I played forward. I played defense throughout my years of playing hockey. I hated, I hated playing with different guys, especially during games. I mean, you understand like it's situational, like, like if, if uh, you need to score a goal third period, you th- you want to throw out five guys that, you know, can, can play that last five minutes. Sure. Mix up your lines, throw out the guys you want, but like, they're in a game tied one, one down one, nothing. Like there's no need to make drastic changes like that. It just messes up the mojo of your team, changes up the morale of all your players. And it just, it just doesn't work. I, I personally hated it. I don't know how it's working out with the Rangers, but it doesn't seem to be working out too well. So that's one thing I would, I would kind of shy away from if I were him, I would let players play, see how they do. Obviously ride the hot hand, like you said, but it, it just pisses me off so much. If you're going to do that, you got to do it at the end of the game, not throughout the entire game. You yeah. can't be doing that in the second period. No way. Yeah, exactly. You can't be shuffling Zabanajad and Panarin up to uh, up on the same line in the second period. It's just it's really difficult to to get that to work. Yeah, cuz then once once you put new guys together, they make a mistake, there's a goal right there and the floodgates open and you're done. Mhm. It's not not the way I would go about it. This I'm I'm really upset that Heedle's out for such a long time uh, because I was really excited by his play. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was having a great season so far. Early games, uh, early on in the season, it's just he was playing really, really well. And like you could see the difference with with him in the lineup versus when he was out of the lineup in that loss to Buffalo, the first the first game, three to two. It was just the Rangers were were starving for offense and they couldn't win a face-off to save their lives. It was, they were 30% on face-offs and they were a lot better in that department uh, on Thursday. And uh, it, it led to, it led to them having more chances. They like killed the Sabres and shots on goal and chances and stuff. Um, it was like, they barely had the puck once again, but again, we found ourselves in a, a one goal game, which has been the theme recently yeah and that's gonna that's gonna be how the season's gonna go we're not gonna be blowing out teams and a lot of people have said that this was like the division of doom and it is but you look at it and a lot of the teams aren't performing as well as i thought they were going to yeah i mean our the top three to be honest with you the top three are kind of locked as of right now if you look at them washington boston and philadelphia all have five wins Mm -hmm. um and then i mean we're at the bottom with five points, Islanders at six, Devils at seven. I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a tough season. We're gonna play well a lot of games that we're gonna lose to, and uh, that's just how it is. That's how it's just how it's gonna go this season. Um, I heard Strom talk or Kreider talking about it. He said we like we can't be playing well and losing games. We have to find a way to win, and it's the only way your team's gonna be successful is if you know how to close out games like that. And right now we don't look like a team that can close out those games. Right. I think they have to they got to build off, up as they have to build off this victory as much as they possibly can and get like a 3 or 4 game winning streak before they get another loss. You can't go, bounce back with a loss after this. That would just be I think it would be detrimental to to the motivation in the locker room. After a game like that where they worked so hard and they got the result they were looking for, you got to keep going with with victories. So we got games against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, 
Washington, and and the next Saturday is against the Devils. So those are going to be big games. I don't expect them to beat Washington. I want them to be competitive, but I don't think they're going to beat Washington. I don't. They probably they'll probably get Ovechkin and Samsonov back, and all their other guys that were for that were out because of COVID. By right. then, they're playing their their B team right now. Yeah, and they did you see they came back down three against the yeah. Islanders? Yeah, I mean I I'll take that. Much of it, but I heard of it. I heard about it. I'll take that. Batter them. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the I think the boys gotta ride the mojo. You know, hopefully this opens the floodgates for for Lafreniere because he was just getting so many golden opportunities. Like these weren't just like B chances. Like these were grade A S tier opportunities that he was getting, and yep. he finally buried one in overtime. So hopefully, hopefully he's confident now and can get another one or two in the next in the upcoming games this week. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, you look at our record; we're one loss away from being the Detroit Red Wings. So just think about that. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I don't want to think about that. I don't know if I will. But don't forget hashtag Free Julian Gauthier. Uh, we need him in the lineup soon. Hopefully the kid could start scoring goals. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Uh, no, just check out for that hashtag. Let's, uh, let's blow up that Twitter and let's have a good week. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.